Welcome to the True Loudy Show, where I talk about things and stuff and make fun of stuff and things for your entertainment and my enjoyment, because it's what I like to do and pretty much who I am. I might even have a couple guests on at some point. That'd be neat, huh? Time will tell, so stick around and enjoy the show. Thanks. Hello, my people, and welcome to the 14th episode of the True Loudy Show, where I, your host, True Loudy, talk about things and stuff and stuff and things. Oh, boy, what a glorious day it is. Uh, today, we're going to be looking at the Enneagram. Have any of you heard of this? The Enneagram is a way to classify personalities. Um, it's actually super interesting. Me and my friends in high school would always... Um, We'd always take the tests online back in the day, and we would call each other out for acting like our perspective numbers, because the way it works is there are nine numbers in the Enneagram, and each number has associated personality traits. Um, that's really interesting stuff, actually. So, like, type one is the moralist, type two is the helper, type three is the achiever, type four is like an emotional type, type five is an intellectual type, type six is the loyalist, type seven is the enthusiast, type eight is, uh, I think it's like the bossy type, it's the type that most ends up in politics and things like that, so it's basically that asshole in your friend group, and then type nine is the peacemaker, so they're the ones who try to mediate everyone and, and all relationships and things like that that are going on. Um, in here, that says the Enneagram of personality or simply the Enneagram from the Greek words, Evia. Um, it just says as a typology, the Enneagram defines nine personality types called Enneotypes, which is kind of what I just explained to you. They're represented by points of a geometric figure called the Enneagram, which indicate connections between the types. There are different schools of thought among Enneagram teachers, therefore the ideas are not always in agreement. Yeah, it's really interesting, like, if you're a type 1, you're, you have a 9 wing and you have a 2 wing. So you carry characteristic traits of numbers that are close to you. But say as a 1, you can disintegrate, which means like if you're unhealthy, you'll go to a different number type. So you can technically be any personality type almost at any time, um, depending on your situation, which makes you feel like it's bullshit, right? Like, okay, so I can be any of them all the time? Okay, whatever. But it actually uh, is very interesting. Uh, you know, it has the geometric shape essentially in there is, I think it's like a couple different pentagons together strewn about. In there, I think it's like, I want to say three or four pentagons. It, is, it ends up creating like this star. And that those paths that draw that shape are essentially the paths of integration and disintegration. So you can follow that those lines to any personality type depending on your health. And then on top of that, you also have um, instinctual um, parts to your personality type, like there's sexual, there's social, and there's self-preservational, which are the three in instincts that you have, and you'll carry one more than the other. So like someone who's really, really social, 
they're going to want to go out all the time and hang out with their friends and things like that, right? And then someone who's sexual, their their like main priority and goal is to just fuck. That's what they want to do. And then um, self-preservational is everything's about you know yourself and what you're trying to accomplish and maintaining your own life. Um, yeah, and then in the history it says here that um, there was a Christian mystic who lived in the fourth century Alexandria. Um, Evagrius. <laughs> Evagrius. They had such badass names back then. I feel like our names are boring now. Like, my name's Jeff. Okay. Okay, cool. Evagrius. Jeffrey Evagrius. See, that already sounds great. Um, he identified uh, eight logismoi, logismoi, which they have in parentheses here as deadly thoughts. Um overarching thought he called self of love vagrius wrote the first thought of all is that of love of self after this come the other eight okay so he was identifying the, all these other like I, ideas of ways people think and their thought processes and where they lead and stuff like that um and that's just saying in the 50s like this other guy um Bolivian-born Ichazo began teaching programs of self-development in the 50s. His teachings were called proto-analysis, and he uses in the Enneagram figure, uh, which is that geometric pattern, among many other symbols and ideas. Uh, he founded an institute, essentially, and he took after some ideas of another guy called Gurdjieff, who created... Um, you know, the the Enneagram figure, which we kind of know today. And then essentially in the 70s, another guy, you know, worked on it and did more with it. And then in the 80s and 90s, people were publishing books. So essentially this, this program of typing personalities was a collaboration among a lot of people who studied it and tried to figure out what exactly where they on to and and how to elaborate on it and um yeah so it's is it bullshit is the real question i don't know all i know is in high school we used to take those tests all the time be like we would like call each other out like i said like you're acting like such a type five or you're you're such a type four i don't know like maybe he's not a type four he could be a type three who knows who knows what's going on um let's see what it says here uh, yeah so yeah exactly while enneagram teachings have attained some degree of popularity they do also have received criticism including accusations of being pseudoscience oh go figure right <laughs> subject to interpretation and difficult to test or validate scientifically much like astrology or like what disney princess am i or what disney prince am i those tests like it's I mean, there's there's probably more credibility on this shit because it's not just some Disney test, but let's be real, you know. Um, Criticism from some religious perspective, stuff like that, you know, just people are, uh, yeah, their reception of it socially hasn't been super strong, but also a lot of people kind of know about it and they're, they're into it. Um. There are non-types. Okay, so we'll go back through the types real quick here. 
Uh, one is the reformer or the perfectionist. Two is the helper giver. Three is the achiever performer. Four is the individualist or the romantic, the artistic type. Five is the investigator or observer, that intellect type I was talking about. Six is the loyalist or skeptic. Seven is the enthusiast, epicure. Eight is the challenger and protector. And then nine is the peacemaker and mediator. So if any of those resonate with you, um, it's possible that you uh, you might want to take this test, which I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about because you know what? I'm going to take the test with you guys. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take it, and we'll find out what my personality type is. Um, it also says wings. Here, I was talking about wings. So they give a brief description of the wings. Most but not all Enneagram of personality theorists teach that a person's basic type is modified at least to some extent by the personality dynamics of the two adjacent types as indicated on the Enneagram figure, which is a really fancy way of saying you like if you're a nine, you got a one wing and an eight wing. Um, these two types are often called wings. A person with the three personality type, for example, is understood to have points two and four. Okay, blah, blah, blah. The circle of the Enneagram figure may indicate that the types' points exist on a spectrum rather than the distinct types or points unrelated to those adjacent to them. A person may be understood, therefore, to have a core type and one or two wings, depending on the influence. Okay. Yep. So, um, and then it says instinctual subtypes, and that's what I was talking about again. So... Yeah, it's self-preservation, survival-based, you know, survival social-based, and then sexual-based. Uh, and that's like what they base their motivations on and things like that. Um, yeah, it's actually really, it's pretty interesting when you start to think about how in-depth the shit is. We, we used to have a book back in high school, or someone had a book on the Enneagram. And this shit was huge. It was like, it was like oh, a couple hundred pages, I want to say like 180 pages but it was wide. It was one of those fat, wide books, like a Calvin and Hobbes book. <clears throat> and it was just full of information on the Enneagram and all the different, you know, shit um, that in involved how to type people and how to figure out their motivations. And once once you like take the test and you you find out what type you are, you can kind of see where your behavior comes from. But at the same time, it's like what the chicken or the egg, dude, you know? Was I already like that? And then I took the test and then I was like, oh, I'm like that. Or was I not like that? And then I took the test and like, I'm like that. Um, you, you see things that are in your life more than before they were in your life, right? Like when you get that, like I said before, I think on another podcast, when you get that new car and then you just see it everywhere. Or you, you have a baby and now you see babies everywhere. Like that type of shit. Or like even even if something's mentioned, it doesn't even have to be in your life. You know, it could be mentioned. Like, oh, she wants babies. Now I'm seeing babies everywhere. Oh, fuck. Freaks me out. That kind of stuff. So we're on truity.com here. Uh, it's a free Enneagram personality test website, I guess. Uh, T-R-U-I-T-Y, in case you want to take this test yourself. Um, basically, it's just inaccurate accurate or moderate and it should tell me my what number i am and then we can delve into the numbers themselves and what they mean uh let's see here i very quickly notice mistakes and errors highly accurate it's important for me to be needed by other people 
um, slightly inaccurate. I don't give a fuck. It's important for me to be successful. Highly accurate. It's important for me to feel passion in my life. Highly accurate. I find myself to be a very interesting place. Oh, I find my mind to be a very interesting place. I was like, I don't, I'm a place. I thought I, I guess, I thought I was a person, but whatever. Uh, I find my mind to be a very interesting place. Moderately accurate, yeah. I tend to be more aware of danger than the people around me. Um, slightly inaccurate. I mean, not really. I'm not like looking over my shoulder all paranoid and shit. I'm not like, oh, what was that? What was that? Oh, a noise? Or like jump at loud noises and shit? No, not me. Not me. People like sneak up behind me and try to scare me, and I'm like, what? Oh, were you trying to scare me? Okay. Like, I make it a game not to jump. I'm not jumping. Fuck you. I get very excited about possibilities. Highly accurate. Oh, I get so excited. I see myself as powerful. Um, Slightly inaccurate. I mean, I feel like there's power in me, but I don't, I don't really feel like I'm in tune with that. It often seems like too much trouble to ask for what I want. Mm, I want to put moderate because I do a little bit of both. Depends. Actually, you know what? Inaccurate. Slightly inaccurate because I, I do ask for what I want. I strive for perfection. Highly accurate. I work hard to help or to be helpful to others. Uh, slightly accurate. I want other people to admire me. Um slightly inaccurate i don't really care that much i don't really care that much i have many bittersweet memories of the past oh slightly accurate for sure i'm a person who thinks deeply about things highly accurate always in my mind always in my head lost in my thoughts if you know me then you know that's true i think about what i would do in emergency scenarios this is like the other thing like looking over your shoulder like oh what the fuck what the fuck we need to have an escape plan we need to <clears throat> excuse me <laughs> we need to have an escape plan we need to we need to have uh seed banks and fucking gas masks it's like those doomsday prep this is like a doomsday preppers question right here i think what i would do in emergency scenarios well I'd just go down to my bunker i got all the water and food there we got a, a air filtration device <laughs> i'm gonna put slightly inaccurate <laughs> having freedom is extremely important to me highly accurate yes other people often see me as angry. Mm, I don't think people see me as angry. I see myself as angry sometimes, though. It's important f uh, to me to keep harmonious relationships. S mm, slightly inaccurate. I cut people out of my life all the time. I resent people who do not do things correctly. Um, what is correct? You know, highly, highly inaccurate. I don't, what is correct, correct is a, just an interpretation of our own reality and what we perceive things to be. So, n no, I don't care what you do. Unless we're, like, working together and you're just doing things that create more work for everyone else, then you're kind of an asshole. It's important to me that other people like me. Uh, slightly accurate. I like it when people like me, you know? But it's it's not, like, incredibly important. I want other people to see how successful I am. No, in, inaccurate slightly inaccurate because here's the thing i just want to be successful i want to see myself successful i don't care if you see me successful whatever i have always felt different from other people highly accurate yes on uh, my own little planet i often need space to process things on my own highly accurate 
I'm always aware of the risks of whatever I'm doing. There's the paranoia again. Um, I guess slightly accurate. I mean, I, I think things through, so I'm always like, all right, is this going to be bad or is this going to be good? That's what most people should do. But I do, I do fly by the seat of my pants a little bit as well. I get anxious when I start to feel trapped or constrained. Uh, doesn't everyone? Uh, slightly accurate. My strength intimidates other people. <laughs> uh, slightly inaccurate. I feel like it's a very egotistical question. It's a setup to find out if you're an egotistical bastard. Often, uh, I am often unclear on what I want out of a situation. Slightly inaccurate. No, I usually am pretty, pretty clear on shit. I feel resentful when others do not work as hard as I do. Um, slightly accurate. I do do that. If we're at the same job and I'm working harder than you, I'm going to feel kind of salty. I need a lot of love from others. Slightly accurate. I like, I like having that love, you know, I'll give it back too. Don't worry, but I want some from you. It's important for me to achieve great things. Highly accurate. It's true. I have a sense that other people will never truly understand me. Slightly accurate. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, that's on my own planet again. I tend to analyze things from a distance. No, I get up in there. Slightly inaccurate. I like to get up in there and analyze them. What's up? What's going on in here? It is important for me to be prepared for any emergency. Okay, Jesus. Um, slightly inaccurate. I'm not that paranoid. I feel that I have many options in my life. Uh, slightly accurate, yeah, because I'm always like, what do I do? What do I do? There's so many things to do. I tell people what I think, even if it's hard to hear. Slightly accurate, yeah, it's fairly accurate, yeah. I feel like I should change slightly accurate to fairly accurate, right? My first instinct is to agree with other people. Mm, slightly inaccurate. I don't mind starting up a little conversation about why I think what you're saying is incorrect. It's important for me to do things correctly. Accurate. I find ways to be important in other people's lives. Slightly inaccurate. Kind of distanced myself over the past five years. I want to achieve a lot in my life. Highly accurate. I feel emotions very deeply. Oh, they're so deep. Um, accurate. Yep. I take time to understand things more deeply than most people do. There's like that egotistical shit again. I'm... I think more than other people. But you know what? Slightly accurate. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I'm very good at imagining worst-case scenarios. Um, inaccurate, yeah, because I don't worry my life away about shit that could happen. That's my stepmom. Holy shit. Everything's like, this could be bad. This could be bad. What if this happened? What if that happened? Oh, this shouldn't be happening. Oh, you need to do this. Like, like what fucking war trauma have you been through that you... It's like... <laughs> Just constant paranoia. Like she has walking through life with PTSD. And she's healthy, dude. She's a healthy person. But you can see all the worry on her face from all the wrinkles and shit over the years of just being stressed the fuck out from, you know, creating situations that aren't even happening yet. My thing is worry about it when it comes. And then, you know, that I mean in some situations like if i'm going camping i'm not like ah, i'll find water like no dude you gotta bring supplies and shit like if i know i'm doing something i'm gonna be prepared but i don't prepare for scenarios that 
may or may not happen. I see the positive in every situation. <laughs> Slightly inaccurate. I often feel I'm the bravest or strongest person in a situation. What is this shit? Yeah, I'm way braver than everyone else, dude. Um, slightly inaccurate. I'm happy to let other people take the lead. Slightly accurate. I'm okay with it. I'm critical of myself. Highly accurate. I'm a natural caretaker. Uh, slightly inaccurate. I work hard to be recognized for my accomplishments. Slightly accurate. I often grieve for what I have lost. Slightly accurate. I truly enjoy solitude. Highly accurate. I'm always aware of what I can do or what can go wrong in a situation. Here it is again. I'm gonna go, you know what? Fuck you. Very inaccurate. I love a new adventure. Highly accurate. I feel powerful when I'm angry. Um, no. I feel the exact opposite. I feel powerless over my emotions. Highly inaccurate. I will do m almost anything to avoid conflicts. No. No. I, I'll just avoid it, but I'm not going to like go out of my way completely. I put a lot of pressure on myself. Oh, yeah. Slightly inaccurate. I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things right. Uh, highly accurate. I feel that others do as much for me as I do for them. Um, yeah, accurate. I impress others with my achievements. I don't fucking know. You'd have to ask them. Slightly inaccurate. So many of these questions are like, this is what other people think of me. I don't fucking... You gotta ask them. I don't know. I sometimes want to just feel melancholy for a while. Accurate. I'm most comfortable when I'm alone. Ah, uh, slightly accurate. Most people are too careless about matters of safety. Highly inaccurate. Oh, what fucking personality type is this that's trying to <laughs> prep for the apocalypse and worry about everything <laughs> all the time? I wish I knew. I should retake this test and just answer all those highly accurate <laughs> and figure out who the fuck they're talking about. I tend to be more optimistic than most people, um, slightly inaccurate. I do not hesitate to call people out when they're behaving badly. Um, that's slightly accurate. I will call you out a little bit. I often go along with what other people want. Mm, slightly inaccurate. It just depends. Depends on what it is. Like, if you're trying to put something in my butt in the bedroom, I'm just, nope, nope. I want to stand up for myself, you know, or sit down, depending on what angle you're trying to come at me with that uh, butt plug with. I notice when very small details are out of place. Um, highly accurate. Yeah, it's true. I do. I'm the giver in my relationships. Um, slightly inaccurate. Sorry, ladies. It's important. <laughs> I mean, I give, but like, I wouldn't say I'm like the ultimate giver, you know? I'm just like at a baseline. I just try to keep everything chill. It's important for me to be in a position where I'm respected. Um... Yeah, I guess so. Slightly accurate. I want to, everyone wants respect. I look for romance in my life. Oh yeah, you know I do. Mm. I think deeply about things. Yep, especially romance. I think <laughs> I think a lot about what I would do if things go wrong. Um, no, slightly inaccurate. Again, paranoia. I easily get bored with situations. Slightly inaccurate. I can stay entertained for a while. I tend to feel that I am capable of handling anything. When I'm in a good mood, yeah. I find it difficult to speak up for myself. Slightly inaccurate. Mm, slightly accurate, though. There was a situation that happened recently where I kind of tried to see the perspective from the person's point of view who upset me, and I felt like a fucking bitch afterwards. I felt like I just 
let myself be pushed over instead of saying what I really felt and getting it off my chest. And now I'm harboring resentment towards that individual. And that's not a good thing. So slightly accurate. I judge myself harshly when I make mistakes. Highly accurate. I feel good when I know other people need me. Highly accurate, actually. I do I do like that. I like it when people need me. It makes you feel, you know, like you're doing something with your life. Helping people out. Building communities. Friendships. Socialization. I want to be the best at everything I do. Highly accurate. I often feel overtaken by my emotions. Mm, not that badly. I'm going to say slightly inaccurate. I mean, I'm very emotional, but it's not like that bad. I enjoy acquiring knowledge. Accurate. I really do. I tend to be suspicious of people's motives. No, not at all. I mean, like, if they give me reason to be, but I'm not, like, automatically, what does this motherfucker want from me? Why are you talking to me? <laughs> like, that's such a terrible way to live your life. I frequently make changes in life when things get boring. Highly accurate. I do that. I often take action when others are unsure of what to do. Accurate. Slightly. I'm easily influenced by other people, um, slightly inaccurate. I get a lot of satisfaction out of correcting things that are wrong. No, no, I'm not. That's like, that's like the grammar Nazis and shit that always try to tell you, oh, it's actually pronounced like this. Oh, it's actually spelled like this. Actually, when you're forming a sentence, okay, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, I don't care. You knew, Did you know what I mean? Or did you know what I meant? See, I already fucked up that sentence. Good thing there's not a grammar Nazi here. Maybe one of you out there that's listening to this is like this fucking guy. I like to be around people who I can help. Um, I don't know. Slightly accurate, I guess. Helping people makes you feel good about yourself. So I'm going to put slightly accurate. I define myself by my achievements. I kind of do, actually. Uh, I find creative ways to express my emotions. Highly accurate. I need time to contemplate things alone. Highly accurate. Pick up on small signals that things may go wrong. Slightly inaccurate. I'm good at seeing the bright side of things when others complain. Slightly inaccurate. Actually, let's go moderate with that one. I'm not afraid to tell someone when I think they're wrong. Um, slightly accurate, yeah. I usually let other people make the decisions. Slightly inaccurate. I quickly sense when authority figures are not trustworthy. Highly accurate, dude. And Okay, let's be honest. How many authoritarians or authority figures out there are very trustworthy? <laughs> what, like fucking 5% of them? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I find there are very few people I can really trust. Highly accurate. I do feel that way. I really do. I had a situation in the past that made me re realize, I was going to say really realize, you know, really, really realize that, um, you know, you can't fucking trust people as much as you think you can. Do you, okay, what does it ask me now? Do you already know your Enneagram type? No. No, I don't. I don't know my type. If you already know what it is, what's your type? Um, okay, they're like get data mining with this shit. Like, who's taking our test? What's your gender? Oh, oh, okay. They had a gender thing on here, and I was like, how many genders? Just three. Other, male, and female. <laughs> like, they just put other. Like, that'd be really nice, right? Like, people, do people still get pissed about the races thing? You know, like Native American, Caucasian, 
fucking African American or, or whatever on those tests? Like, did people ever get pissed about that? Because I feel like it, it went over to like the genders now, and everyone's like, we want tranny on there. We want, I don't even know what the proper name for it is. Is it trans, like, what would you say? Tranny? Like, queer? Like, I feel like queer is like almost offensive. So I don't even know what you would put on the gender things. I've never seen one that's had all of them on there. You know, all the different descriptions. Hmm. Um, anyway, let's see what we got here. So this is pretty cool. It has a description about the Enneagram. The Enneagram is a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want. It is derived from metaphysical concepts and has a strong spiritual element with each of the nine types prone to its own set of spiritual sins or weaknesses of character. That's actually really cool. Sins or weaknesses of character. That'd be a good name for um, like a track or a band, weaknesses of character. Enneagram types are difficult to assess in a typical personality test because they often describe processes that we are not fully conscious of. In fact, our enneotype may drive our behavior so deeply that we assume that the way we do and feel things is simply how everyone operates when in fact it is characteristic of our type. For this reason, you will get more accurate results on an Enneagram test if you have done some self-reflection already. Who doesn't do self-reflection? Who's like, oh, just fuck, walking around life like, let me just float by, float on by like a log in a river. Um. Yeah, each one of the nine types of the Enneagram has its own driving force, which is centered around a particular emotion. Some types experience strong emotions, while other types aim to avoid emotions in one form or another. However, whether running from emotions or diving into them, each type describes some aspect of emotional experience. Hmm. Interesting. So it gives you your match by percentage, which is fucking interesting. My two highest match percentages were type 4 and type 5 at 88% match. So that's actually the, the type that um, my friends and I decided I was. They were like, you're either a type 4 or a type 5, but you have a lot of characteristics of a 3. So I feel like you're a type 4 and you got a 5 wing and a 3 wing. But maybe your 5 wing is stronger. Who knows? Maybe. Right? It, it gets real fucking in-depth. Um let's let's just read type four and type five and then i'll let you know you guys can uh take this test yourself and and figure out what you feel about it you know the type four is the individualist uh defining characteristics of the enneagram type four distinctive inner and outer presentation prominent artistic outlets quirky and endearing melancholic expression strong sense of identity may feel a sense of emptiness <laughs> oh fuck passionate about self-expression that's pretty spot on not sure <laughs> it's pretty spot on uh individualists may stand out to others from their unique choice of fashion unconventional lifestyle and interests uh or creative works offbeat yet endearing individualists have a relentless drive to discover and understand who they truly are deep down creation not consumption is the key of their well-being creation not consumption i like that they spend a large amount of time reflecting on the past and using experiences and feelings as a springboard for creative musings and their projects 
through a process of continuous exploration of the inner self, the conscious and unconscious sides, individualists produce original work untouched by the expectations of others. Ooh, what up? Mm, yeah, that's right. Authenticity and self-expression are the pinnacle of the individual's existence. Their ultimate goal is for the world to recognize and appreciate their wholly unique identity. They strongly believe that their striking difference from others should always be consistent. Succumbing to the trends would be considered the ultimate act of self-betrayal. Savage. I'm nothing like you. I'm so different. Mm, let's see. How can I recognize a type four? Oh yeah, so in case you guys are trying to call someone out, individual individualists are often offbeat, have a strong self identity and pride of themselves. Uh, they are often found pursuing some sort of creative outlet such as music, comedy, or animation. Their ultimate goal is accurately present their true selves to the world in order to feel real, healthy, and whole. An individualist style and the way of life often has notes of openness and suggests this person is exploring their own psyche. Thrift stores and flea markets are a particular favorite pick of the individualists when it comes to self-expression. So like, like hipsters, are these all type fours? Dude, all, all hipsters are type fours? Is that what you're telling me? They take their presentation very seriously and constantly evaluate every decision and its alignment to their personal values. Um... Kind of, yeah. That's kind of true for me. Uh, oh, different levels of health. So it'll tell you like unhealthy and unhealthy levels of health. Um, so I forgot about that aspect of the Enneagram. Essentially, you can be a healthy, unhealthy, or average health level of any of the numbers, along with all the instinctual shit as well. Uh, or the, the, um, yeah, the instinctual characteristics as well. It says here, individualists that are healthy create thought-provoking and groundbreaking works of art that shift perspectives towards the greater good. They re they're recognized as idea synthesizers who can help others rethink what art should be, major shifts in art styles, fashion eras, blah, 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 uh, undergo a process of metamorphosis in the cocoon of self-acceptance before fully emerging as a butterfly with wings to soar, okay? At average levels... Uh, let out their stress through a creative outlet, may bond with community of like-minded people, gain inspiration, emotionally intense, introspective, seekers of authenticity, uh, maintain their personal mood and inspiration, bored to piece together different aspects of themselves and their identity. At average levels, they may become hypersensitive to criticism, yet firm to themselves. Okay. They they also may be strongly offended if others try to copy them or relate to their experiences. <laughs> this sounds like a douchebag at the average level. Oh, man, I wonder what the unhealthy level says. Individuals at an unhealthy level become excessively moody, depressed, and fragile. They can develop an extreme tendency to ruminate which is intrusive to their natural creative energies. In extreme cases, they may lose their grip on reality and resort to extreme sensory coping mechanisms such as alcohol or hallucinogens. Oh, shit. Um, I don't think I'm there. I hope I'm not there. <laughs> Fucking A. The search for the missing piece leads individuals, individualists down a never-ending spiral of dead ends and roundabouts. They can fall into the same ditches and make the same mistakes if they refuse to admit their self-destructive behaviors and thinking patterns. They're prone to developing the belief that there's something inherently broken about them. 
At the peak of their stress, individualists delete their entire presence from the web and isolate themselves from the world. Holy shit, dude. That's some dark shit. No one understands me. I'm too individualistic. Don't copy me. I'm going to create the best art in the world out there. <laughs> Yo, that's pretty in-depth, though. I mean, come on, guys. That's fucking... That's real in-depth. Especially with the health levels and everything. Super interesting. And then it says, you know, it's got the wings here. Obviously, the wings are going to be three and five, um, which I had a 76% on the three wing and an 88% on the five wing. So I'm assuming probably closer to five uh, or four. I'm, I don't know. It's really hard to tell. But here you go. Uh, moving on. The defining characteristics of the Enneagram Type 5 appears lost in thought or absent-minded, extremely difficult to crack inner world, in-depth knowledge on specific subjects of interest, gives insightful, well-thought-out responses, thinks extensively before speaking, has clear boundaries between family, friends, and work, withdrawn and extremely independent. Hmm. I feel like, I, I feel like I'm a Type 4, just reading that. Because, I don't know. I feel like it would make more sense that this would be one of my wings, but let's keep reading. What investigators are like? So the type five is the investigator. Investigators are the pioneers of independent and critical thinking. They're inquisitive and curious about the connections between underlying things and the mis mysteries of the universe. Usually introverted and analytical, investigators gather the, and process information to build and synthesize patterns and ideas. Their workspaces are typically minimalist, with the exception of a collection of items pertaining to their core interests. That's kind of true for me. I don't have a lot of shit. They're also fiercely non-conformist and care little about trends or accepted ways of progressing through the stages of life. Fuck, that's that's 100% me. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what are their core values? With dreams of working on researching alone in a secluded area for the rest of their lives. <laughs> Investigators, <laughs> freedom. and uh, So it's like scientist types and like... Uh, like really intelligent people that are working to solve the world's problems, probably like Elon, your Elon Musk type that he's totally a fucking type five um, with dreams of working and researching alone in a secluded area for the rest of their lives. Investigators hold freedom and autom autonomy and extremely high standards. They tend to have little regards for social niceties and customs and are entranced by the potential of the unknown above all investigators value independence freedom and understanding during times of uncertainty and confusion individualists hold a claim or a calm steady mindset to analyze and figure out the best course of action in the grand scheme of things so they're your like they're your thinkers they're your problem solvers uh how you can recognize a type 5. So if you want to call out your type 5 friends, investigators are often stoic and detached. They're fascinated by the ever-expanding realm of unexplored ideas. They're energized by spending hours of time alone, tinkering with their personal ob uh, projects and research. The path to mastery in a particular area is a journey each investigator readily embarks on. They may appear calm and collected on the surface, but when topics of interest come up in conversation, they transform giddy and energetic. Uh, they transform into a giddy and energetic version of themselves. This sudden gear shift may surprise those who are unaware of the investigator's hidden passions. Hmm. Interesting. So that definitely your intellect type of uh, character. Hmm. Uh, at healthy levels, 
investigators become uh become thought pioneers oh nice that's a nice little phrase oh investigators become thought pioneers in their fields of interest and are generally regarded as the integral intellectual advancement of society they see large complex issues with clarity precision through dedication and genuine curiosity they're able to catalyze change and advance societal movements yep elon musk dude 100 percent of type 5 impossible becomes possible for individualists who can bring forth new invest inventions systems and ways of thinking with quiet confidence hmm average levels investigators are offbeat withdrawn and emotionally closed off they may have a select few esoteric interests which keep hidden from the public eye and opt to present an aloof and distant aura it was so so distant and aloof they're well-versed in the topics of their interests and may be named the bookworm from peers. During their free time, they tap into different worlds they've created in their minds to escape from the mundane aspects of everyday life, such as chores or errands. Uh, they may delve into their large collection of books, for example, or enjoy playing strategic board games or card games for leisure, i.e. video games, because I like to do a lot of that shit. That's the truth. Uh, it says that unhealthy levels, investigators cut off their entire social world and may develop tunnel vision. Oh, shit. So they isolate themselves. Yep, losing grip with reality, lack emotional awareness and foresight. Investigators can find themselves in heated disputes with no clear answers. As a result, some friendships, friendships may be severed in the process, which would, be certainly, uh, which would certainly baffle investigators. Why are my friendships ending? I don't understand. Because uh, you're not watering them and nurturing them. You're just sitting inside building Legos all day. That's an that's like an autistic uh, number five. <laughs> uh, may rationalize that they're better off without the presence of people altogether and choose to escape the real world. In addition, they become addicted to far off theories few can wrap their heads around and stubbornly cling to the sense of intellectual superiority. Oh fuck! So they become misanthropic and bitter, is what it says, and basically they become dicks so i don't really know if i'm a type five or not or if i'm a type four with a three wing or a five wing who the fuck knows this shit is confusing um little quick synopsis on the type three um which i might be as well accurately aware of social niceties impressive range of accomplishments extremely busy and on the go jam-packed schedules and meetings may have interests in improvisation or acting i do i do refined taste and outer appearance mm, yeah for the most part yeah yeah charismatic makes good first impressions always <laughs> always make good first impressions baby what's up it says uh achievers are polished sophisticated particular taste for the nice things in life they have capacity for huge chunks of productivity to reach their goals and high standards their goal is to be remembered and appreciated for their discoveries and creations to be the best smart ambitious typically well-dressed achievers hit and exceed targets left and right yeah because they're all about achieving uh their their core values are recognition accolades and status which that, that doesn't really sound like me productivity and achievement uh, take the cake as achievers core values hmm so maybe that could be me but i think i carry pieces of that that's why i only got 76 percent on that one babe you know what i'm saying uh yeah so that's the enneagram very interesting there are plenty of places to take your test online so you can just fucking look it up and do it yourself if you want and uh it's very 
There are other places where you can take the test that are way more in-depth. It gets very, very, very in-depth the more you read up on it. And that's why I said there was a book that was like 180 pages or 190 pages that we used to have uh, back in high school that we would read. And it can get very in-depth indeed. Thank you very much for listening and staying tuned with me for this wonderful journey of figuring out who I am, you know? Wow, how exciting. Now I know a little bit more about myself, huh? I mean, I kind of already knew that shit, but um, it's nice to know. It's nice to hear it from somebody else. It's nice to hear it from an algorithm that uh, these people created to pick apart my personality. Oh, boy. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, let me know. There's a couple of different ways to do it. You can email me. You can follow me on Instagram, or you can follow me on YouTube. Whatever. Do what you want. But that's True Loudy, T R U E L O U D Y, at Gmail, on Instagram, on YouTube. Appreciate you guys very much. And as always, have a good one.